whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America, and I'm here with Dr. Mike Eden and Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe. But, and we will be talking about the vaccine alarming data that's coming out and some of the news headlines for our vaccine report. But I'd really like to take a moment and have a moment of silence, a moment of remembrance for all of those who died in the United States on September 11, 2001, the worst attack on our homeland in my lifetime. And on that horrific day, more than 3,000 people died, innocent Americans going to work no idea on a bright, sunny September day that tragedy lay just around the corner soon after the start of work. And I want to remember all of those people who died and also the consequences that have occurred following 9-11 that have cost other lives over the years of, we've now been, this is 2023, that happened in September 20, 2001. So we're now looking at 22 years of ongoing war in the Middle East, Afghanistan, Iraq. It's a staggering death toll. And so many people have suffered and died. So many families have lost loved ones. And I ask all of you listening today to take a moment at the end of today's show and pray for all of those families who lost loved ones on 9-11-2001 and in the wars that have unfolded since that time. And also, let's put this in perspective the tragedy of 9-11 and the death toll of 9-11 has already been far eclipsed by the death toll from the COVID shots that were rolled out with the lie that they would protect people from COVID, they would protect people from going to the hospital, they would protect people from spreading it. And everyone was told, do it for your grandma, do it because you love others, do it because you're a Christian. 
it was a lie. It was a demonic, devilish, deadly lie. The COVID shots were not safe. They were not effective. They did not stop COVID. And the data clearly shows that the people who are getting COVID now are those who have had the most vaccines to stop it and the most boosters. The COVID shot was from the get-go, as Dr. Yeadon has said over and over on our shows and will say again today, deadly by design. They knew it was dangerous when they designed it and designed it to cause damage to your body. Dr. Joseph Ladapo has just given a warning. Surgeon General of Florida, do not take the latest COVID booster. There are many red flags over its safety. America, 9-11-2001 attack on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon and United Flight 93 that the, the citizen action stopped from crashing into the Capitol in Washington, and it crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. That tragedy came out of the blue, and people were not prepared. The tragedy unfolding with the COVID shots, we have the data. It's right in front of you. To take more boosters may be signing your own death warrant. Autoimmune diseases are on the rise. Cancers are on the rise. Heart attacks, strokes, intestinal pain syndromes, infertility, miscarriages, you name it. Every health problem in the book is on the rise, skyrocketing since the COVID shots rolled out. And they knew it when they rolled them out. So as we remember the tragedy of the terror attack, of September 11th, 2001, we must focus on the ongoing terrorization of America and the world with the mask mandates, the fear-mongering, pushing for more COVID boosters, and the fact that people are dying after these shots. And those that don't die more quickly have a long and painful complicated health adverse event summary that looks like a textbook of medicine. People who were fit and healthy are declining abruptly, whether it's cognitive decline into neurologic degenerative disorders, whether it's turbo cancers, and suddenly people who were healthy and had no indication of a cancer are being diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer, stage four breast cancer, I've seen it in patients in my practice who got the shots and got the boosters. This is real. Open your eyes and ears and please listen to our warnings. All of us who are bringing you these warnings are doing so at personal cost in professional reputation, attacks on our professional reputation, attacks on our livelihood, We're not paid to bring you these messages of warning. We are doing it because we care about human life and we care about your health.
So if 9-11-2001 had no warning, you have warnings in 2023 that the government pushing masking and more boosters and more experimental shots for every disease under the sun, whether it's Ebola or Marburg or malaria or all of these new experimental shots and the flu vaccines being converted to mRNA technology, the more COVID boosters, you have warnings. They are not safe. They have not been tested. And there is no manufacturing safety oversight. Go back and listen to all the shows with Headley Reese. This is critical warning for your safety and your health and your survival. And I say that in all sincerity and all concern for humanity. And I know my colleagues, Dr. Yeadon and Dr. Gilthorpe, also feel very strongly on all of these points. We've just been looking at the new data from financial analyst Edward Dowd, who showed that in 2022, 16% more deaths than anticipated in the young, healthy population. The silent health crisis no one is talking about and no one wants to talk about. And this is in children, children, 12 to 15 years old, who are healthy and had a declining death rate in 2020 and 2021. And then suddenly in 2022, 16% higher. America, that's staggering. You must listen. 22% more deaths in the young age group projected for 2023. This is critically important. Do not keep vaccinating your children with these experimental shots. Don't keep getting boosters that add to the spike protein and lipid nanoparticle toxicity. You've got to listen. Children are not at risk of dying of COVID. Dr. Eden, Dr. Gilthorpe, I know I've taken more time with the intro today, but I feel so strongly about always remembering those who died on 9-11, and this show airs on 9-11. And, and yet we're sweeping under the rug the elephant in the room about the deaths with the COVID shots so, and the push for more boosters. So your thoughts on all that we're seeing and talking about. Maybe, maybe Jonathan, if I could just start. Uh, Dr. Lee, thank you. Uh, this is Dr. Mike Eden. I'll just make the general point that Dr. Lee made, but just if I can make it again. I spent over 30 years, my entire career, in the pharmaceutical industry, and uh, drugs are not, the atoms in drugs and their design are not random. They, they occur because people think about what they want to accomplish, and then they adopt various sort of structures to achieve that. That experience allows me to stand in the shoes of the designers and ask, what is it they were trying to do, given what I see in front of me? And the conclusion I've drawn and said in the past is, there is no question in my mind that these were designed with the express intention of causing harm, of many kinds. It's not accidental. So even if you've been injected, uh, if the longer it's been between the injection and today, if you haven't had 
severe side effects, the better your chances that nothing bad will happen. But I ask everybody, regardless, to resolve to make today uh, the, the first day that they will never take another of these gene-based vaccines. So that's really my main thrust. Uh, they're not good for you. They've been designed to injure you. And uh, Dr. Lee and hopefully Dr. Gilthorpe can add some specifics to that. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Mike. Uh, this is Jonathan Gilthorpe here again. Very pleased to be on the show. And thank you for that. Um, those words about 9-11. Dr. Lee, I think any of us that's old enough to remember that moment are still shocked and horrified by the scenes that we saw on that day. And, and as you said, the number of lives that were lost, both in the Twin Towers and associated plane crashes and, you know, the, the workers that were harmed by the toxic dust and, and other things, as well as the knock on effects of war in the Middle East, which is, has cost millions of lives. Um, and we're still living with the, the consequences. But anyway, I think that was such an important point you made about people remembering what you were told, because we were all told these vaccines, when they came out, were safe and effective. And if we just took them, if everyone just took their two shots, COVID would be gone and we'd all go back to life as normal. But three plus years later, life isn't normal. There's a new wave coming with a new variant and you're going to be asked to take a new vaccine, which is very similar to all the old vaccines. It's just got a few small changes in the spike sequence and it won't work. And what it will do is lead to more variants which spread more and more easily through, through the people that have taken more and more shots because their immune system is shot to pieces. They're clotting like crazy in all sorts of organs and tissues. Uh, and you know, these excess deaths that you mentioned that Ed Dowd has picked up on and has been a tremendous voice in raising what he saw through insurance records as, you know, early signs of excess deaths before they started to come through in, in the public records about death numbers because he was seeing claims to insurance companies. This is real hard data. Uh, to see 15 to 20% excess deaths when we were, you know, told and expected that following this pandemic, as, as it's been called, you know, deaths would go back down. We would see under deaths probably because most of the week were killed off in, in those uh, 2019, 20, 21 years. But we're not. People are dying in unusual age groups, youngsters, children. Um, this is completely unusual and this is not what you were told from the get-go so you need to be very clear with yourselves you are being lied to by everything coming out of the mainstream media everything coming from the cdc is more or less you know you you can't trust it so so don't That's well i why. think anything that our government is telling us right now is subject to a great deal of suspicion and distrust because they have been lying to us I think for perhaps more years than I realized, but certainly the last three, it has been uh, yeah. the lying on steroids. But but also what a lot of our listeners may not realize is that it was in 2016 that Obama put into the National Defense Authorization Act of 2016 that asymmetric warfare tactics were now legalized to use on American citizens. And that had never been the case. That was a modification of the World War II 
follow-on law Smith-Munt Act, which prohibited use of propaganda and lies to influence the American public, specifically prohibited that. It was Obama during his last year in office who changed that law in the and put it hit it in the National Defense Authorization Act that allowed asymmetric warfare tactics, including propaganda and lying, be used on the American people. Because after the campaign of 2015 and 2016, they saw the American people, those who valued the Constitution, who valued freedom, the Second Amendment, religious freedom, First Amendment, Christians, conservatives, they saw all of us as domestic terrorists, and we were the ones that they were going to war against. And that is a warning that comes from Master Sergeant Jeremy Brown, who is a 20-year combat Green Beret veteran, 20 years in service to America as a Green Beret Special Forces operator. Now, imprisoned as a political prisoner on trumped-up charges in the D.C. jail following the January 6th. I have a video and an interview with him that we will post on our website where he is warning about all of this. And so the lies are very real, and they have been codified into the National Defense Authorization Act under Obama as a strategy against the American people. So that's critical for all of you to understand. Now, go back to Ed Dowd's data analysis. Now, remember, he's a financial analyst. They are looking at insurance actuarial data around the world. And so when he came out just recently with the excess deaths for the age group of children and the 16% rise in deaths in 2022 when 2020 and 2021 had been declining. He was, of course, attacked and said, well, no, those deaths were due to COVID. Well, all of you listen, put on your common sense hat. Americans are not as stupid as our government thinks we are. And so if it were really true that COVID-19 illness was responsible for the rise in deaths of the children, why did the rise in deaths only occur after the COVID shots were rolled out? They did not occur in 2020 when COVID first hit or 2021 before the shots were rolled out. And the, sum, the data of deaths in children rising only occurred after the shots had been rolled out and had time to cause damage in children. So you've got to use your common sense. The media and the talking heads in on mainstream media are lying to you. Our government agencies are lying to you. So the same thing's happening in the UK, by the way. Dr. Yidden, I don't know if you saw that Doctor uh, that Ed Dowd's data actually was also analyzing what was happening in the UK in the same pattern there. Yeah, have you no, seen some yeah, of that? I, 
I don't have any more detail than you've already uh, outlined, but uh, Britain does have particularly good uh, sort of public health reporting information. So by, by age category, you know, gender, location, you know, date of death and so on. Uh, and that, like many countries, the public health data is showing, um, you know, unbelievably high levels of excess death across all age groups, uh, which is unfortunately persistent because I think the last major jab campaign was probably pretty close to like 18 months away uh, in the past. And yet we have this persistent um, death signal, which means that uh, well, I, I believe that they are one is causative of the other. Um, I can't think of other things that have happened that would have resulted in such increases in death in young people, because some are saying, well, it's because of derangement to the National Health Service and people not, not getting treatment. This is true, but people in their 30s don't, don't die of turbo cancer because they don't visit their doctor. Healthy people don't visit their doctor for years quite often. So, uh, yeah, I, I just agree that Ed Dad was able to make use of the British government's uh, public health data because it's very good. And it has uh, begun to confirm even deaths by vaccination status. And I'm afraid it's every bit as bad as we thought. You know, the excess deaths are recurring in the vaccinated. That's the key thing. Yes, for sure. Um, Dr. Gilthorpe, you were uh, struck by what Florida's Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, warned about in a recent interview. What are your comments to our listeners on that yeah i would like to say something about that dr lee uh, just to follow up on the ed dowd um study or or um, news article as well uh, it's important for people to realize that this is mathematically very sound so what ed did was to do a mathematical correlation between the time of vaccination rollout in this population and the rate of excess deaths and it's almost perfect so is 0 0.094 out of a maximum of one, which means these two things, the rollout of vaccines and excess deaths in, in young people is almost you know, certain to be connected. And, and this is in a population of people where the actual risk of dying of COVID if you were infected is estimated to be something like one in 40,000. So there would be you know, absolutely no medical reason, uh, I would imagine, to even encourage someone of, of the 0-19 age group to even take a vaccine in the first place. Um, but, okay, we've talked a little bit about how the government is lying to us, but there are a few good people out there, clearly. And I think uh, Florida Surgeon General uh, Joseph Ladopo, Ladopo, who we spoke about some months ago back in March, is one of those good people. He, he says tells it how it is, and he doesn't mince his words. Um, we reported on him in March because he'd written to the CDC, to Rachel uh, Valensky, I think her name was, the director of the CDC at the time, and to the FDA to say that uh, the you know number of side effects and excess deaths coming from vaccination or side effects was horrific, and they needed to look at that. And in response to this very public official letter that he wrote or open letter, he was reprimanded by the CDC and the FDA uh, for being a anti-vaccine scaremonger, which I don't think he is. Uh, but what he's done now... He is new... definitely not that. No, he... that's probably an understatement. Um, 
No, what he did on Thursday in the news conference was to say there was absolutely no evidence to support taking this new booster shots, which are going to be rolled out in September and are being pushed with increasing urgency with every day or week that passes. He said there are red flags about the safety. Uh, he said that listen to what makes sense, what feels good. You know what feels like the truth. Uh, and he said, you know, there's no reason to take these. So that really puts the FDA and the CDC in an awkward position because uh, they're telling everyone that they have to take these because they're so important to save everyone from the next wave of COVID, despite the variant that this new boosters have been designed against being only responsible for about 3% of cases at the moment. So, you know, scientifically, how would anyone know that this is going to become the new variant that dominates and makes everyone sick? You don't. It's impossible. Um, but of course, what will happen if you boost a lot of people with this vaccine, they'll make antibodies to this specific variant, which will then make this a, a breeding ground for new variants based on it that can escape. So you put these, you know, COVID under pressure and it pops out and makes a new variant. And the people that have then taken that booster and all the previous ones will not have any immunity to it because it will escape um, and they're going to get very sick and they'll spread it around even more to other people. Um, I realize Mike's, you know, maybe doesn't agree with all these points, but yeah, the point is there's no need to take this uh, from, from a scientific point of view, from a medical point of view. And if you do take it, you're going to get all the toxicity of the lipid nanoparticles and another dose of this spike mRNA, which is almost identical to the last one that, people will have taken. Uh, there are a few amino acid changes that are coded for in it, but essentially your body will be exposed to the same highly toxic protein. You don't know where it's going to go and it will create all sorts of, of problems and kill people. Uh, therefore, don't take it and encourage anyone you know that's thinking about taking it not to do so. Just tell them to wait and say, you know, follow the protocols for optimal health that they have on the Truth for Health Foundation website, vitamin D, vitamin C, etc. Plenty of sleep, um, fresh air, sunlight. Uh, you don't need to take this. Well, you're absolutely right. And if you do get sick with a viral illness, we have lots of ways to treat it. Yeah. I mean, one of the simplest ways to stop the viral illness getting worse is to use povidone iodine nasal spray and in a diluted solution you can take a, a simple way that i've been doing myself and telling my patients to do is buy a bottle of betadine which is povidone iodine at the drugstore buy several bottles for buy one bottle of three ounce normal saline spray bottle nasal spray bottle of normal saline buy one for each member of the family and then take the top off the nasal saline put one teaspoon of povidone iodine in the nasal saline shake it up and you've got your own povidone iodine nasal spray use it two or three times a day during cold and flu season and that stops the initial seeding of the virus in the nose that leads to the upper respiratory illness. And for those people that don't believe there's a virus, it still has effects to decrease unwanted bacteria and it cleanses your nose 
of particulates and pollutants in the air, and it helps prevent you getting sick. So whatever your philosophy is about what causes the illness, the povidone iodine nasal spray used morning and evening and perhaps middle of the day during cold and flu season is going to help keep you from getting sick. If you get sick, you've got high-dose vitamin C, high-dose vitamin D, you have zinc and acetylcysteine, antibiotics, antivirals, corticosteroids to reduce inflammation. You can do nebulized corticosteroids. All of this is outlined in the COVID early home treatment guide, which applies to other illnesses as well. And you have our COVID vaccine injury treatment guide. So you have lots of ways to treat problems that arise without having to take the experimental shots and boosters. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after the break to talk more about some of the breaking news topics from overseas as well as here in the U.S. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report, Vaccine Report, and check out our website for the Vaccine Injury Treatment Guide at www.truthforhealth.org. We'll be right back after the break. This message is from the Truth for Health Foundation. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Sigloff, a family medicine physician and a major in the U.S. Army. The following are only my opinions. Service members are being coerced to participate in medical experimentation, with over 7,500 service members being discharged for refusing to participate, many of them losing their retirement and medical benefits. There are allegations that the DOD is committing medical fraud, violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and violating constitutional rights of service members. Strong men and women stand ready to defend so that you can sleep peacefully through the night. Now we must stand watch over the military so they can sleep peacefully through the night. Please get involved to help protect the military. This message brought to you by the Truth For Health Foundation. For more information, please visit truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report vaccine segment. I'm Dr. Lee for America here with Dr. Mike Yeadon and Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe, my colleagues from the UK and Sweden, bringing you breaking news from the other side of the Atlantic to go along with what we're seeing here in the US. So what's going on in your part of the world with regard to some of the latest tyrannical controls on the population that you're seeing. I know we're starting to see more mask mandates popping up again. Fauci's talking about, there's no doubt that masks work. And I just want to, I, I, I just shake my head and just get infuriated with that. There is mm-hmm. zero data that any of these surgical masks, N95s, cloth masks, work to stop viruses. It's like putting up a chain link fence to stop a mosquito. They don't work. Fauci knows that. Yeah, I'll just briefly pick that up. Yes, I I agree with you. 
Uh, I worked over 30 years in respiratory pharmacology and so on. So, you know, I have something to say about it. So I just point out to people that uh, for these masks to, to, to do anything about um, transmission of infections from your, from your lungs to another person, uh, the mask would have to filter your breath. If you think about that, as you breathe in and as you breathe out, the air would largely have to go through that filter. But you know it doesn't. It goes around the side. If you watch somebody on a cold day and they breathe out, all their condensations coming out between the mouth and the face. Uh, and even if you have a tightly fitting one, you will not be able to breathe through something that hasn't got very big holes in it. Much, you know, hundreds of times bigger than, than the pathogens they're talking about. They're not filters. They are splash guards. They're often used by medical personnel so that if they if they touch you and you're injured, that no blood or pus or body, bodily fluids and materials would land in their nose and, and mouth. That's what they're for. They're, they're not filters and they never have been. So please don't use them. And at, at best, they don't do anything. But in practice, if you use them often, we have been seeing cases of unusual pneumonias. Not that surprising. You're breathing in and out for a filthy rag or filthy piece of damp paper, which you're putting in your pocket, leaving on your car seat, putting it across your face. Um, you know, please don't make children do it and don't do it yourself. You will end up rebreathing fungal and bacterial cultures and putting yourself at risk for no benefit whatsoever. And so any authority that insists you do it is malevolent because it makes no sense at all. Well, you know, I had another thought about the mask. I agree with everything you just said. From a medical standpoint, in fact, there's good data and a number of studies to show that people wearing masks more than 30 minutes have worse health problems, particularly for the reasons you just said. But I see a broader and more sinister use of the mask. The masks have become, in Western countries, the same social control and de-identification of people in human, making people less human, as we yeah. see the burqa being used in Muslim countries. Yeah. I think the mask is, is the West, is the burqa for the West. Yeah, I think in it, I do, I agree with you. I think everything, I hadn't thought of this until a friend mentioned it, that all of the measures that they're imposing on you folks are not designed to help you. And as, as you've heard us describe each of the things they want you to do, we believe are harmful masks, vaccinations and lockdown and social isolation and so on. I think they're also designed to uh, completely remove your power so that you feel completely controlled and humiliated. Uh, and so I do think Dr. Lee hit on something as well. Um, and, and there's a third one which is that if you put a mask on, two things here. One, you signal to others that you're compliant to crazy rules. It's not good. You shouldn't be compliant to crazy rules. I understand people want to go along to get along. And if they think everyone's going to do it, they don't want to be the one not wearing a mask because they might get shouted at. But but please do fight this because it's part of a of a wider game that's much worse than you know just a little bit of control. But if you wear a mask, it signals you comply. Also, if you wear a mask, it signals to other people that there's an emergency. Uh, you know, there isn't, but when people look around, they instinctively look for signs of safety and for signs of hazards. 
And if they see lots of fellow man, women, men and women wearing masks, naturally their stress hormones go through the roof. You know, it's being told that what they're reading in the environment is I am, I'm at risk, there is danger. So there's loads of reasons not to wear them. Don't, don't play this diabolical game they're playing on you. That's what I would say. Yeah, I'll, I'll just follow up there, Mike. I mean, that's uh, absolutely. And it, it's important for people to realize that what's happening now is an attempt to drastically remodel society uh, in a way that has never been done before. And I don't think it will be successful, but it's going to create an awful lot of problems. And one thing that therefore needs to be done by the people who want to bring this about is you need to stop people forming groups from discussing openly. You need to, you know, channel them into social media, get them to watch the news 24 seven and be afraid. And this is one of the reasons why in, in the UK, for example, the pubs were targeted um, and many pubs have had to close because they couldn't make any money during the pandemic. Um, they had these ridiculous laws in place that you had to wear a mask to go into the pub. But if you were sat at a table in the pub having a meal, you could take the mask off. So, you know, that immediately tells you what what Dr. Mike was just saying is that these things do not work because if they did work, then people would have to wear them all the time. Uh, there's some very good studies that actually show there is absolutely no evidence of mass stopping, you know, improving COVID or respiratory viruses from something called the uh, Cochrane Review, which is one of the most eminent um, sources for uh, review of many studies in, in a medical area which have been done. So it can compare those studies and add sort of a, a weight to them, a, a score, if you like, to how well done they've been, how conclusive they are. And this Cochrane study showed conclusively that um, masks had no effect. And actually, Dr. Fauci himself said masks didn't work for respiratory viruses like SARS-CoV-2 early on the pandemic. And a few weeks later, he changed his tone completely. And you might see on social media uh, these various sides of Mr. Fauci, which clearly shows that he is a liar. I have no qualms about saying that on on you know, on public radio, the man is a liar. So you can't trust anything he says. Um, the, the other thing I would like to bring up about masks as well, though, it's not just a social engineering tool. Uh, they also won't stop COVID or other respiratory viruses. Many masks are made and in very poor conditions. They contain, you know, microfibers, microplastics, which you'll breathe in probably deeply into your lungs if you're wearing them for a long time during the day. And the cheaper the masks, the, the, the worse they're going to be manufactured. They also contain a lot of toxic chemicals like uh, tungsten derivatives, tungsten chemicals, which are used as whiteners or bleachers in the material. And you're breathing those things down deep into your lungs. So these things will be toxic to you through lung inhalation. And that's another very good reason never to put the mask on unless you really need it. And, you know, if, if you do need it, a risk assessment should have been done and registered as to why you need to wear it. And there should be a very strict protocol about when to put it on, when to take it off, how to dispose of it. Uh, and that was never done through COVID. It's just, you know, wear a mask to, to, to create fear uh, and to try and steer people. But it's create, created colossal harms, particularly to young children, and to babies, which or, or, or parents of babies, since babies, you know, uh, we are visual organisms. We communicate visually, and if we can't see our our, our loved ones, it, it tends to stress us out. So, 
you know, the, the lot of the learning difficulties that have been found to have happened and lack of development that's happened under the pandemic was probably due to masks and carers and parents and teachers wearing masks and not being able to commun communicate with children clearly. So psychological damage has been done on a massive scale. Uh, I hope one day that um, it will be prosecuted appropriately. But for now, just vow never to put on another mask just because you vow never, never to take another mRNA vaccination. I think those are powerful words and they are everything you said I have seen borne out in medical studies about from all the way through my career, the importance of facial recognition and being able to communicate with visual awareness of the faces of the people around you, especially for children. I mean, it's critical for child development. And you're right, Dr. Gilthorpe, the, the damage to children, I don't think we can even begin to quantify the damage to children that's been done the last three years. Many of these children may never catch up to normal development just because they, they were set back so far. And, and the, the toxicity of some of the components in the mask, I don't think our, the listeners realize that the FDA has not approved any of these masks. But the bigger point is all manufacturing standards for the mask were waived under the emergency use authorization in the United States. I don't know about the rules overseas, but in the U.S., since these masks have on the box an emergency use authorization, that means that the manufacturing standards and oversight for safety were waived and abandoned for these products. And people don't realize that. It's on the box, but most people don't read the box. And we have, a, we have an article that will be posted on our website in the Faith Over Fear program last week. We had a presentation by two military experts about the legalities of the mask, what was done during the emergency, what, what were the, the waivers from manufacturing standards, what the labeling says that people don't realize. And we have a PDF that will, will be on our website for people to read more about this very aspect. But the toxicity of some of the components in these masks is quite concerning to be breathing these fibers and, as you said, tungsten derivatives all day long, which is what many people are doing, is, is staggering respiratory damage over time. It can lead to, actually, pulmonary fibrosis in later years. So it's, it's a very serious thing to consider. Dr. Eden, it, with your career in respiratory pharmacology and all that you know, are you concerned about the particulates that people are breathing when they wear these masks all day? Yes, I, I agree with Jonathan that the these masks uh, are assembled from non-natural materials, and even if it was natural, you don't want to be ingest, inhaling, you know, short fibers, 
various you know chemicals. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing in them at all, in, in my view, that would mean you should wear them for anything more than the purpose for which they were designed. So, in a medical context, to protect you from potential splashes, uh, and if you have a, a suitable filter, for example, if you're working with in dusty environments, again, use that. But just walking around in the fresh air or inside a, a room, um, there, there is, there's nothing that would persuade me that on balance it's a good thing. It's all a psyop. It's it's all to mess with your head. Well, I think you're right. So, listeners, don't comply. You're not required to interfere with your breathing. In fact, under the Americans with Disability Act, you can use that as your reason for not complying. I have a disability that requires me to breathe unrestricted. And by law, people cannot ask you what your disability is. Todd Callender has given many people assistance in mask exemptions based upon the law, Americans with Disability Act. And there's a lot of information about that. In addition, the CDC has its own list of contraindications to mask wearing, which I use to write mask exemptions for some of my patients with those medical conditions. So just don't comply. You don't have to wear a mask. It's not going to protect you from the virus anyway. Now, that moves into, so that's one level of control, the forced vaccination, pushing everyone to get boosters is another level of control. And now, Jonathan, there's a new announcement in Sweden of yet a more sinister level of control. Tell us about what's happening in Sweden. Yeah, uh, Dr. Lee. Well, you know what? Sweden's a fantastic country and the Swedish people are tremendous. Um, but if you look at those graphs where where they, they plot sort of the level of independence, so how individual people are and how kind of um, self-governing they are versus how much confirmation to authority or how much faith they have in the government. Sweden is always almost at the complete extreme, together with Denmark and Norway, but Sweden is a little bit further up the scale. Interestingly, Finland, which is a neighbouring country, uh, you know, it's a very different language Finnish. It, it's got no connection at all to the other Germanic European languages, more like Hungarian. Um, Finland's different. Uh, Finland, the Finnish are more like the Chinese, actually, in, in their behaviours. But, you know, Swedes, they, they love new technology. They, they love to think they'll do this thing because it makes life easier. Why wouldn't you do it this way? This is good. And this would be good for the good of all. This is what we should all do. Um, and that therefore they trust the government to to look after them and to do the right thing and and this makes sweden extremely vulnerable i think to to the the underhand tricks that are now coming down from the highest levels of global governance uh trying to introduce these new systems for uh, digital identification connecting it to your vaccine passport and biometric id you know face scan iris scan fingerprint scan so that Essentially, you verify your identity online through uh, a digital ID, and this will be connected to your vaccination status. And in the next iteration, a year or so down the line, it will be connected to central bank digital currencies and the new form of money that we're all going to be forced to use. 
Um, so what this article, well, there's an article by a, a blogger called Peter Sweden. He actually lives in Norway, uh, but Peter Emanuels, Emanuelsen is Swedish. And he, he highlighted the fact that this uh, national ID system called Bank ID. So uh, this is what we use in Sweden. If we want to log into our bank or to any government services, we download a certificate on our phone or a computer, and then we can just verify ourselves using our personal uh, identity number that all Swedes have and a passcode that we keep secret. You can identify yourself in this way. But what's happening now in the next iteration of digital ID or bank ID is being linked to your passport. So in your uh, passports these days, they usually have something called an NFC chip, which enables you to do con contactless scanning. Uh, also, telephones have that. So that's how you can pay using your credit card on your phone by just scanning your phone against the um, uh, payment reader that they have in the shop. So these are going to be linked together now through Bank ID. At the moment, it's voluntary, but knowing what Sweden's like, most people will jump on board and say, oh, this is so easy. You know, I can just, instead of having to download a new certificate every year, I can just scan my passport with my phone and suddenly it looks at my face and scans that. And then now I don't have to go and do this thing uh, every year. Well, you never have to, used to have to do it at all. So why is this a, you know, a great breakthrough? <laughs> um, Unfortunately, people are doing things for convenience, but what they don't realize is what is coming down the line is that when all the walls of this digital prison are in place, then the trap is set and there will be no escape. So as soon as central bank digital currencies come in, there will be no escape. You won't be able to pay a babysitter uh, $10 or whatever Swedish crowns, you know, to babysit for the night. You will have to pay them through the digital currency and everything will be tracked and logged and taxed. Uh, there'll be no way out. So this is where it's going, ladies and gents. So I really uh, um, implore you to resist this in all ways possible. Just, just don't do it because it may be easier in the short term, but it will not be easier or good in the long term. It's going to be a living hell if this thing uh, goes through in the way that it's been planned. Yes, I, I, I agree with that, Johnson. I think you summarised it very well. Uh, in every dimension you could think of, um, plans that were put together by the United Nations under the banner of the UN 2030 Sustainable Development Goals uh, touches on, on many of the points that, that Johnson uh, spoke about. And you can see, certainly in Europe, I can see all around you signs where the authorities want you to travel less, perhaps be restricted to a so-called 15-minute city, 15-minute ghetto. Um, and imagine in the future, in the scenario Jonathan just described, that you decided you were going to walk beyond the radius that they tell you you should be at. I can assure you, if you then present your phone, which contains your location information, along with your ID and your digital money, you won't be able to buy anything. But that's how controlling this technology is already the phone knows where you are most people carry their what i call satanic glowing rectangles with them at all times including in bed and on the toilet and in the car i even watch delivery boys using motorcycles with a, a an open phone in their other hand can't believe how addictive we are to these things but some things that are happening in the uk that really shocking i mentioned um the ultra low emission zone uh, cameras that were automatic number plate recognition cameras last week in London being expanded and that people are so offended they have begun to 
disable, cover with a bag, spray the lens, or physically remove the cameras, hundreds of them. So that that's good. What I what I heard a lot uh, just a couple of days ago, this week in the Mother of Parliaments in Westminster, the MPs passed an energy bill, several hundred pages long, so I can't describe everything that's in it, but what I can tell you is something that struck me as ter terrible. The law that has just been passed provides the authority for energy companies to enter your house without your permission. That is, they are allowed to use reasonable force to gain access to your house, including to be accompanied by police officers to ensure they gain admittance to your property for the purpose of checking whether you've done the things that their laws uh, for uh, an objective called net zero, which you know is, I think, it's the end of life. Frankly, if we don't, if we don't use zero, if we don't use carbon dioxide, but they can gain entry, including by force, into your house to check that, for example, you have removed your wood-burning stove. They are being banned. Uh, in the future, I anticipate they will also ban gas-fired central heating and hot water. Uh, and furthermore, you will be required under this act to commit substantial amounts of money to updating your house to make it consistent with these you know, energy efficiency uh, requirements. So not only is your house not your, your castle anymore, but here's the thing, for every offence against this energy bill, you can be fined £15,000, which is about US dollars That's for each offence. So they might find three on that visit and you owe them whatever. £45,000. In addition, you can be imprisoned for up to a year for non-compliance with this law. Even as I describe it to you, I'm horrified. I, I cannot think of a single piece of legislation that's ever been passed, including in wartime, that is draconian as that. And it's just been passed by the UK Parliament. Dr. Eden. That has been totally passed by the it's UK been, It's been voted. At the, uh, everybody but about 10 or 12 MPs voted for it if they were in the House. It now has to go through ratification in the House of Lords. I have no doubt since they're all, I'm afraid, they're equally captured and equally corrupt, it will be nodded through. So I'm sure it will yeah. be law by this time next week. What's very important to add here, I think, Mike, is that... Uh, Probably the viewers know that there are two or three main parties in the UK, the Labour Party, which is slightly left wing and the Conservative Party, slightly right wing. So mm. only the Conservative Party, plus a few independents, uh, one of which was Andrew Bridgen, who is a hero uh, for standing up against the COVID vaccines and damage. Uh, but uh, the Conservatives voted, but none of Labour voted. So they abstained from the vote. And this is, you know, horrific. Could you imagine the Democrats standing aside and just letting the Republicans walk through with this kind of draconian law in the US. Yeah, the fact that they didn't vote for it means they don't approve of it, but the fact they didn't go down the nay, the, uh, the no lobby, tells you they're complete cowards. Yeah, you know, because the it, right thing to do would have been to have opposed it, but they just yeah. abstained. Yeah. Didn't vote. You know, this is staggering. I, I don't think that is widely known beyond the UK, but I don't see how anyone can can survive that kind of draconian intrusion into your home and the regulation of 
how you use any energy at all. No, yeah, one, one, in fact, the, the reason it came up was that a lot of people do not want what are called smart meters that provide automatic energy use readings to the energy provider. And we don't, we don't want them for a number of reasons. One, one of which is some people are sensitive to the electromagnetic um, uh, fields that these, which are, they're quite powerful broadcast um, uh, devices. So some people think they're potentially dangerous. I, I don't know. But the other one is they just don't want to be uh, to be intruded upon at all times. They can work out if you turned your kettle on at 3 a.m. So I, they don't need that information. One concern I have, I don't know whether it's true or not, uh, that could these smart meters, can they throttle your supply or turn you off remotely? Well, <clears> I don't, don't think know. there's any question, but they can do that. Okay. Uh, no, that, that's, that, is, that is one of the ways that they can be used. It's very, very ominous. Yeah. Well, I tell we, people, can, we need I to tell talk. People, Dr. Lee, the same as everything else, do not comply. They can't batter down the doors of 50 million people. Uh, just don't comply. So when they tell you to get rid of your wood burner, ignore them and buy another six months worth. That's what I recommend. These are tyrannical, illegitimate laws, and we are obliged to fight them. I think you're exactly right. Our very survival is at stake. Humanity is at stake. Thank you, Dr. Gilthorpe, Dr. Eden, for being with us today. A lot of very disturbing topics, and yet the bottom line, there are more of us than there are of the elites trying to control us. Simply, peacefully resist tyranny. That is our duty as citizens and as free people under God, as our own American credo says, we are one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. And that means we get to live as free human beings, breathing free and deciding what is put in our bodies. America and the world peacefully resist tyranny. Your life is more important than politics. We'll be back again next week with another vaccine report. Thank you for joining us. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org. Sign up for our email alerts. And please donate to support our public charity as a We the People human rights organization advocating for you and bringing you truth and hope and solutions for just such a time as this against the lies and deception. <laughs>